Nosotros queremos construir el socialismo. Nos hemos declarado partidarios de los que luchan por la paz. Nos hemos declarado dentro del grupo de países no alineados, a pesar de ser marxistas-leninistas, porque los no alineados como nosotros luchan contra el imperialismo. Queremos paz. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, welcome to episode, what, 10? I think so. It is. We did a dispute uh, about this last week, didn't we? There was. There was a slight dispute, but that's all right. That's okay. Well, here's hoping it's uh, a big year for the 10s. Oh, there we go. This is uh, I, number 10, Rebel Radio. I'm Rab. Uh, I'm James. Welcome aboard. So, Where am I working this week? Went, uh, Sunday name. Sunday name. Um, I've got good news, Rab. We'll go on then. For you and the listeners. Um, What's that? We've named our top fives. <laughs> We're all top fived out. For now. Just a high So next summer, um, after nine consecutive weeks of, of top fives, Celtic are back. <laughs> <laughs> my back, my back with a bang. Looks a man. <laughs> um, we are uh, playing on Thursday night. We'll come out a wee bit later, but we're playing on Thursday night, which is a mere 40 hours from now. And honestly, mate, like it feels as if it's been about five years, doesn't it? I know. I'm looking forward to it. Must be said. Must be said. Um, aye. Okay. Do you fancy a question? Uh, if you must. What's the scores currently? About 10 now. 9 now. No, wait, you've got one, Ryan. So, eight, you've got eight, no, four, four, one. Four, one. Four, one. Okay. Does that make Are sense? Are you ready? That doesn't make sense. I'm not keeping score. That's what, that's what I'm trying to get at here. In the 1999-2000s era, Celtic won one trophy. It was the Scottish Football League Cup. And that was under the Dream Team, Douglas and Barnes. In the Hamden final, mm-hmm. Vidar Rieseth scored one of the goals. Who scored the other? So that was who did we play? Aberdeen. No much. No 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 further information will be provided. Right. Okay. Because I don't have it in front of me. Fair play. Um, this was ninety nine two thousand. Wow. Oh, one of our top five underrateds. Must have been in that team. Um, Tom Johnson. Good man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm proud of you. That's, I, uh, I remember watching that. That's good, mate, because I would have been gutted if you never got it, because I did say it last week. Right. And I know you're Prime Minister of Trivia, mate, um, but, but that would have even been bad for you. Aye. Uh, having, um, having said it last week. So, aye, good, good. good. Good goal, mate. That's, yeah. uh, well done. Uh, you want to talk about the news? Uh, let's go. You want to start, as usual? Aye. I've only got a couple of bits and bobs, because it's not been that long since we actually recorded the last one. It's true. Just having a look through that, the transfer window has been extended to the 5th of October. That's yes, it. that's been the case for a few months now, hasn't it? Uh, I think it was you know, finally confirmed or whatever day. They were, that's an actual date. It's been rubber stamped or whatever. Um. Mm. What else have I found? 
Eddie and Christy apparently open to new deals, extending their deals. Very happy to hear that. Big time. That's uh, good to know. Mm-hmm. And you did that. Um, aye, Christy, uh, that's, I think that's a bigger, uh, not a coup, that's not the wrong word. Uh, it, would be, it would be very sensible to retain a player of Christie's calibre, put it that way, because I don't aye. think we can afford to buy him if he was playing for somebody else. I think you're right. Um, I think uh, I think he's a guy that would cost a right few quid, and he's. I don't know if you've seen the tweet that we sent out the day that we sent him up to the rigs <laughs> for a couple of years to <laughs> to beef up a bit and put a bit of weight on, um, uh, and apparently ended up signing for Aberdeen because he was that good at football. Um, but uh, he's he's looking good. Um, he's he's improving every time you see him. Um, I wish he would have done a bit better against Rangers in the games he played against them last year's uh, last year, but uh, he looked good. Aye, and, uh, I hope that. I think it will come as well, just as he starts to impose himself a wee bit. Um, but he did look good, and I, and I hope he I hope he hangs on. But Big Eddie's, Big Eddie's cigars, man. He's the he's one. a key to the ten, so he's he's the one we need to we need to stay uh, for next season. Aye. Um, I enjoyed the aye. Uh, when the the Lazio games. Player uh, teams, well, these big teams for Europe are sending their scouts to watch that Milinkovic Savic and Ryan Christie just bully them for 180 minutes. Ran oil at half him. It was so hard, man. Loved it. Um, hey, Bruce Hendos. Hi. Bruce Jack Hendry, man. We Hendo. See you later. He's away, uh, he's away to Belgium. Um, I don't know how you feel about this one. I'm surprised we're letting our centre half go and we've only got two at the club. Uh, well, a big school, really. Beaton and uh, El Hamed can play there as well, but and you've got Walsh right, for the youth academy, but that's uh, we're thin, very thin. Is it back. just me, or does Walsh just look like exactly like an American school bully? Aye, big time. Was there that, that Wii that game or whatever? No, there was that Wii game that was about, or uh, there was a, a computer game that was about you being a school bully, and I'm pretty sure the wee guy in the front cover looks like him. Hmm. Aye, but uh, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about the defending situation later. I'm sure. Good shout. Um, but I surprised to see us let him go. Um, there's not really been many other rumours about any other players leaving the club. Really, no. I mean, part no, of the one about really. Ayer. Ayer, um, AC, but I don't know if that's. I think you're agents right. at mm-hmm. Um, I did read as well today that one of the reasons that Foster might have been holding off was that there was reported interest in Chelsea. <laughs> Seeing as mm-hmm. Kepa Arazabaga, however you pronounce it, he's been absolutely rotten mm-hmm. as of late. But that interest seems to have cooled, which is better news for us, I suppose. Mm. Um, Damien Duff talking about it yesterday again. Did you see that? I saw him talking about Callum McGregor. Eh? Said he could play in Barcelona if he wanted to. Um, that he's world class and that he soaks up knowledge uh, like a sponge. Nice to hear, isn't it? Top man, aye. It's a uh, we were speaking. We've spoken about Damien Duff, and it was kind of unfortunate what's happened. But uh, it's good to hear him speak about players in the club like that again, promoting them, and a sort of worldwide stage for a uh, it's promoting them so highly as well. Aye, it's good. Just no, hopefully not too highly. You know, well, <laughs> Dave, no. Dave, Dave get, was watching it. Get a ten out of the row, and then you know, hundred million that'll do. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, just as a wee sort of side note. Daniel Azani signed for Utrecht. Oh, on loan for the year. Um, kind of, kind of one of the weird stories about might have been Azani. Yeah, uh, twenty six so minutes. 
26 minutes at Dens Park. I was there mm-hmm. that night. It looked good, looked sharp, just looked exactly like Paddy Roberts, to be honest with you. Um, and then, uh, and then that's basically <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> he's done, an, so, an yeah. ACL. He's been he's been entertaining to follow on Instagram because he certainly seems to get a lot of emails at a fly Eminence <laughs> on that um, business class site. But he's a uh, aye. It's a uh, he must not been up. He must not been up too much when he came either when he came back or. Maybe Lenny's just not interested in taking too many players on loan. No Lenny's type of winger, you know? No, I don't know. Might be a, a bit no physical enough, maybe. Uh, Lenny, I think when you look at certainly Samaras and even Borigta when he signed him as a bigger, taller guy, you know, I think Lenny likes a... Even El Unice, you could argue, is a bit more physical. Oh, he's um, defending, that's a, a frightening. I think he likes a physical winger, somebody that can, can tuck back in, so mm-hmm. um, maybe not Arzani. Um, finish up the news then. Sean Wiseman. Aye. Another man with an incredible YouTube highlight reel. Indeed. Um, 37 goals in 40 games in the Austrian Bundesliga this week for uh, Wolfsburger. Um, welcome to Wolfsburger. Home of the Wolfsburger. Can I take you out? <laughs> um, according to the Kleiner Zeitung, um, the president, I think it was, or Riegler of Wolfsburger said that there was inquiries for Germany and England or for is came from Russia or Scotland, amongst others, and from Glasgow Celtic. Mm. Apparently, we've made a bid for him. Basically, now I think we need a striker. Then I guess we, we should maybe touch as well. We also hear on Griffiths because his situation sort of developed a wee bit over the course of the weekend. Uh, it seemed when the club announced that they wouldn't be taking him to France with them today. That's there's only there's only so many times that a guy can be written off and come back. Just to just to intervene here before you you dare say this, we don't really know what happened. I know, but I'm just saying that the amount of times that this has happened, can it be a coincidence? He doesn't look at shakes. Well, I don't know, mate. You need to be there's very very narrow margins of body fat that these guys have to be mm-hmm. in to be in their peak shape, which is both a preventative measure in terms of injuries for them and a performance level as well to get the most out of themselves. Mm-hmm. So it is a very, very narrow window. I think it's something like, I'm, I'm going to guess, I think it's about between 9 and 11% body fat, or 8 and 11% body fat that they have to have. And <laughs> two Krispy Kreme donuts and you're out of that, man. That's <laughs> and, if, and if you're genetically predisposed to put on a wee bit of timber when you're, you're not absolutely thrashing the, the exercise, then you're... Again, we don't. All we know is that he's working to his own fitness program. So the club have said he won't be travelling to France and he'll be staying at home working his own fitness program, where he'll then join up with the squad. So that's either a really diplomatic way of saying, you know, he's come back with a big fat arse and we've decided to to leave him here to punish him. I'm kind of gutted because last year seemed like he had turned the corner a bit after yeah. November time. He was scoring regularly and um, we basically lost him for the best part of a year. Because uh, he was out, if you remember, before Rogers left. That's right. Um, these issues, which is you know fine, I understand that. Um, but I do think going into this season, if he's not even going to come back fit, probably should be looking elsewhere for a striker at this point. And if we get anything at Griffiths, it's a bonus. Um, it's difficult because we only play really one up front. Although we did flutter, flutter with two up front. Um, just before lockdown started, with three at the back. Um, but I just don't know if if you can have a striker at the club in probably the biggest season in 
50 year who might be out for 12 games because of something after part. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Um, and it's it's difficult to say because you want to extend generosity to the guy. You know, you don't want to sort of sound too definitely overly officious. But you're right, Rap. How many times can stuff like this happen before you just kind of have to cut your cloth and go, right, we're going to bank on Polish Paddy to some extent, but we probably need to bring somebody else in to get goals, you know? Aye. I think Griffith has got long standing issues with his calves as well. And if, I mean, if you're carrying too much weight above, <laughs> like up top, then. It's got to be a delicate balance. That's the only thing I can think of is that he's maybe it's he is just off it. But I, I don't know. Again, nobody knows for sure. It's one of those things. I wish I wish that it is just he has a wee bit off it and he's decided not to travel or the club of the discussion and said, Look, we've got three strikers that we're taking we're taking over with us. And maybe one of the youth, maybe Jack Aitchison as well, I've heard rumours that mm-hmm. he's actually come back pretty looking pretty sharp. So he might just be off it compared to the rest of them and they've just said, look mate, this, there's only a certain number of seats on this plane. You're not going to get the minutes. We've only got three games we're playing away over there. Yes. So take the time to get actually up to speed and then when we come back, you know, we'll have more, more, um, more info and more on the guys that haven't really played like very often, like your Bales and your Clamalas, basically, we'll have a look at them. And then... I just get the feeling though that the media, the club would be too cute for that. I think they would have come out and said something to, to kind of, you know, to, to get that off the agenda because leaving Griffiths behind, you know, knowing how the Scottish media work, in particular Lee Griffiths, having seen the stuff with Boyd last year as well, you know, they don't cut him much slack and I've kind of got a sneaky feeling the club would have been a wee bit too cute for that. I don't know what's caused it. It's probably more than likely a disciplinary issue in relation to his weight or his fitness. Um, but I just, I don't know. Shame. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, it does continue to be written off and come back. So, fingers crossed. Well, he did. He did post the Rocky quote on Instagram the other day. Did you see it? Uh, I did. Uh, uh, so, I mean, if ever, you know, if ever there's a film to watch when you're feeling rubbish, that's the one. You know, he's, he's certainly got that nailed. Um, I'm going to take in a quick visit to Candy Corner quickly, if that's okay with you. Charge on. Let's let's motor on. Round three, the Eight Cup confirmed on Sunday, eight pm. So we managed to put out Nairn County. Um, last weekend to were uh, very, very nice to deal with, I've got to say. Um, really, really nice people. Um, basically, we could run against Nairn County in round two. In the previous round, Nairn sold about 40 tickets and we sold 275. So we kind of thought, right, we'll give them a tanking. Um, but they hung in it and we ended up in the in the end up selling about 150 tickets, whereas Nairn sold about 97, I think, or 100. Um, good turnaround for Nairn. That's, that's 500 quid in the bank, you know, for, for effectively next to nothing, you know, um, and it all just helps them for the season. As part of the Donator Ticket stuff, I followed them on their socials so we could message back and forth, and honestly, mate, they brought out the new home top a couple of days ago, sorry, a new away top a couple of days ago, it's an absolute belter, I actually meant to send you it, it's like a black, they're playing black and yellow, it's like a black home shirt with like a yellow cross in the middle that fades away to the bottom, very, uh, very nice jersey, I was impressed. But uh, I, round three is this weekend. We've got a group of guys cycling for Fort William to St Rocks Park this weekend as part of the round three donated ticket campaign. And they're donating to raise money for, for Rock Talking and also for the Memorial Garden, which is going to be built, which I spoke about last week. Um, so more on that next week. And as I say, it's at St Rocks Juniors on, on Twitter if you're interested in, in learning more about that. Aye, nice one. How far is Fort William? How far are they cycling? 101 miles. Oh. 
Dino a couple of days. Aye, we're going to go up to the clubhouse on Sunday night, I think, uh, for a socially respectable distance uh, and welcome them back. So, yeah, it should, be good. It should be a good event. Right, so, remember it's a family show before you start swearing again. Eh? Uh, um, I think, given that our first game back, uh, or at least our first kind of friendly fixture of the season, um, it takes place less than 48 hours from now. Uh, maybe as good a time as any to have a wee run through about the sort of current state of the squad. Um, so I thought we we would do that position by position, and then what we'll maybe do is move on and preview the three games, and we will uh, then finish off with a banner years moment of the week. So it's yeah. nice to to have something to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, top fives. No, that's not Okay, so currently Celtic have uh, two or three goalkeepers on the books. I'm sure that one of them's a development contract still. Um, we've got Scott Bain, mm-hmm. we have Duhan, and we have yep. Hazard. Yep. Um, do we need to strengthen our goalkeeping position? <laughs> I think we, I think we need at least one in, in the shape of a six foot seven, Jordy. <laughs> um, are you looking at the official club website just now? I, uh, I have it up. Yes. He's still on it. He's still there. I know, but so is Bauer and. Uh, oh, uh, you know, you crushed me there. I thought I thought it was going to be sneaky. Arzani still on there or no? Uh, aye, we need a goalkeeper and we need one stat. That's how, that's how I feel about the, about the matter. Get a um, stat. We're, uh, we're not in good shape in, in, in goals and I don't don't mind Scott Bain at all. And I think Scott Bain would be worthy of competing for number one, but he would have to be competing against somebody that I, I trust 100% and I don't trust Bainy 100%. Um, uh, so I pretty unanimous on that one. Um, there's another position easy. I'm fairly sure will be unanimous on as well, uh, which is to say that Jack Henry's no on this squad list. Okay. Um, we've got two central defenders in the minute, and you're right, Big Beaton can play there, and so can El Hamed. Um, but right now, basically, our two first choice centre halves are really uh, the only centre halves in the building at the minute. Um, what do you reckon? We need a centre half? I would say we need two. I think and we need we need one that is capable immediately of playing, coming in and making a positive difference to that back line and being more than capable of pushing higher to get better. Mm-hmm. And we need another guy, Viers Ilk, who's not quite the finished article, but is good for Hamilton at home midway through the season after a tough European Thursday night or a Wednesday night. Um, I definitely too. We'll touch on this, I think, as we go increasingly. But I, I, I like the idea of playing three at the back, um, and it's I think it gives us something extra at home in the games where we're dominating possession. Um, but that kind of segues us on nicely to the next conversation, which is I don't think we really need to talk about right backs, do we? I think we're fairly um, set on right backs. Nah, we? we're fine. Albeit though, Mohamed has to stay niggly injury free this season I think mm-hmm. he missed a fair amount of games last year didn't he for, and it was nothing serious it was not. it wasn't like Tony's going completely in last year is that did it fully go basically out until scheduled to come back he came back the week before lockdown didn't he aye well I so thought he's... it was a handful of niggly ones where he's like coming back and he's been done oh. in the gym or whatever El Hamed's only played about 260 games in his career. He's, a, he's no a guy, and that's in nearly 10 years in his professional career. He's never going to be a guy that's going to play, um, you know, 60 games a season. 
I think we, we kind of got a wee bit lucky with Frimpong last year. I don't think that Lennon would have expected Frimpong to play the role he did, and I think that's why he brought Bauer in, because he thought that he would bring Elhamed in, but if he did fall kind of susceptible to the injuries like he had done for the previous 10 years of his career, that there was a sort of solid like, enough right-back behind him. Just unfortunate for Bauer that Frimpong ended up being you know, probably our player of the year last year, aside for Big Eddie. Um, but I do think it's worth mentioning that O'Connell's still there as well. So it could be that El Hamed is our right-back um, who tucks in at centre-half and Frimpong predominantly is going to play. But O'Connell is there as well. You, Lee O'Connor? Uh-huh. Aye. O'Connor, sorry. Um, and he's, he's, you know, fallen Irish international over the past four or five months. So yep. you know, can't be a bad player there at all. So I, I think right-back were, were set between the three of them. Uh, well, it was quite, quite okay. No, yep, agreed. Left back. Uh, well, now that Johnny Hayes is off skate, I think we need another one because, again, I'm the same as you, and I don't particularly trust Bolly, 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 and Goalie. So, and if he left, I wouldn't be too upset, provided we got someone else in. If the season started tomorrow, we just Taylor and Ball and Goalie. It wouldn't be the end of the world. But I would rather, I'd rather swap Bolly for somebody else. Who I don't I, really know, but no. I would rather have Hickey than Bolly. Bold. That's a bold statement. It is. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, but I, I would rather have Hickey than Bolly. I just Bolly's been one of the guys who is a good player. You can see there is a good player there. Um. But just for the moment he signed against Cluj, I mean, I think everything you need to know about Bolly came through Lennon's treatment of him over the past, you know, year. He dropped him against Cluj at home in the biggest game of the season and played probably our best player at that time until left back because he was scared of what Bolly was going to do, no. basically. And and then just basically took him at the team eventually, didn't he? Yep. Like he just basically said, right, you're, you're on your plums and that's it. And um, Taylor looks solid enough and by all accounts, all my mates who support Kelly just say, look, it's a matter of time before he becomes your, your first-choice left-back. Physically, he certainly looks as if he's been back in really good shape as well. I think if we play three at the back, then Bolly will probably find me a game time. Um, if we go four at the back, then I'd probably reckon they'll, they'll put Taylor in um, there because I, I just don't fancy Bolly in the defensive situations. He's shown Definitely. himself too many times to be defensively quite vulnerable. Yeah. Um, is, he kind of fits that mould of a field winger playing at full-back, doesn't he? He does. And it's surprising because when they joined us last year um, from, was it Vienna? Yeah. Um, they, the chairman says that basically when they go out and sign a, sign a full new left side now, um, <sighs> because Bolly was our left side in its entirety. And I just find that bizarre to believe watching him because, you know, don't be wrong, he's capable of, you know, Cruyff turning a ball out the air for a 40 year pass, but 10 seconds later passing it, you know, 40 years short of the goalkeeper right into the centre forward, you know, like he's, he's kind of one of the guys where it's, it's either a uh, spectacular, and, you know, or, or ridiculous. It's one of the two. There's, there's very little in between. Yep. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing about him that I did admire, though. Cool customer. The whole stadium could be going Bolly's back. Bolly's not interested, <laughs> man. Like, you know, he is. He's. He, you have to admire that about him. He's. You know, he doesn't. He, he just looks as if a guy. Uh, as if he's a guy who just doesn't need pressure. Aye. Just doesn't. Um, doesn't hear the stands. <laughs> aye. Just. He's just not interested. Just. Just. You know, comfortable trying tricks and that sort of stuff. So I, um, okay, midfield. Uh, yep. So start in the middle. Go for it. 
Well, we're uh, not over encumbered, that's not the right word, but we've got plenty to choose for. From the middle, two or three, depending on what formation you're going to play. So, mm-hmm. Beaton, Brown, Sorrow, who again is another one that on the turn, eh, pre season, if you want to, you know, you can call it that now, um, is maybe impressing big time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cham as well, the regulator. Christie can play in there, Brogic can play in there, Cal McGregor. It's, we've got absolutely plenty of options in there, and they're all better than everyone else in the league. So, well, I say they're all better, I don't really know about Sorrow. Um, I think we're fine, centrally, to be honest. I agree with you almost entirely. I just won't have use of the name The Regulator for Elaine Chalmers. That's horrendous. That's just shocking, Potter. Um, I agree with you. I think we're really strong in centre midfield. And I actually think that that midfield trio for the past four or five years has been the foundation for our success. We, we Brown... McGregor and Rogic or, you know, Brown, Beaton and Christie or, you know, whatever it's been. Um, that sort of trio sitting in midfield, as long as Scott Brown's party, it seems to be the sort of key to to your success. And, and for me personally this year, Brown's 35 now and I'm not suggesting for a second he should be dropped to the team because, um, you know, he's, he's never given us any reason to feel, you know, to look like he should be. Um, and especially this potentially, something that's been overlooked up till now is that this is more than likely Scott Brown's last season with Celtic. Uh, coming up, you know, which is mental to think about. Aye. But uh, I think that it would be nice to see Cham play in there a wee bit more. Um, and Cham and McGregor in midfield with an attack midfielder in front of them would, would be really good to see. But it does look as though Lenny fancies and uh, Cham as a more kind of forward uh, attacking central midfielder. So it'll be interesting to see see where we go with that. I think statistically, in Cham's got one of the best uh, forward pack pass completion rates out of anybody, or if not the best, which is, or he's, he's the pass before the assist. That's basically the, it's the, he's a really overlooked stat. He doesn't get a lot of assists, but what he does is he sets the guy up, who then feeds Eddie, basically. But what about the guy that sets him up? Mate, that's a, uh, who, who would be that? That's Ayer, isn't it? <laughs> just looks up and just gives him the ball in front of him. Like, hey, go take but what about the guy that sets him up? You see what I'm getting at here? Mincemeat, these stats are mincemeat. You're mincemeat. You yes, don't understand. You don't You're understand. Right, You're right, I don't. I just I can imagine it. Jock Steen sitting there in Lisbon going, what's a PPG rate at? We better, uh, we better get a couple of extra bodies on. He's got a high X goal, XG. I tell you, Archie Gemmel probably had a, an amazing XG with the amount of forward runs he made, man. Super Archie Gemmel. <laughs> Archie. Uh, Archie and... Steven <laughs> and <laughs> Mikey Archie and uh, Archie Gamer. Uh, Scott, Scott Gamer, too. Okay, right, let's move on if we start throwing the mills banners in the works. Uh, we need some wingers, don't we? Uh, I would say we need one. Uh, we need somebody to give James Forrest a rest. So we've got, you're going to say it left wing, um, probably with uh, Mikey Johnston. Yeah, playing kind of I'd say that deputy left wing position now. Of course, the two of them shared a couple of injuries last year, um, over the course of the season. Johnson had a bit of a breakthrough year last year. Um, he looked he looked good when he played, and he looked dangerous. And he's going Sarajevo earlier on in the year. I thought that was just going to be his kind of breakout moment, and he'd press on for there. But hard to get a, a team ahead of El Unice in in the forest, and when El Unice went out injured, Lenny seemed a bit more keen and. And sort of shuffle on the pack a wee bit rather than playing uh, Johnston at times. So uh, I think Johnston is very much the backup winger 
And yep. uh, I, I, I think you're right. I think for Forrest, it would be good to get somebody in that could that could sit in behind them and, and take you know take their opportunity when when given it. Is there anybody in mind that you think he that that could do that job? Well, see, it's hard to get wingers of that caliber who are dependable and are you know what you're getting from for that are going to be within Celtic's price range. Mm-hmm. In the Premier League, in our league, I don't know if there's anybody we could get from any other sides round about us, to be honest. And as, no, soon, as, you look, so as soon as you look to England, it's just stupid money. Um, to be honest, it's, I a don't know, it's a hard, it's, and it obviously is a hard position to recruit for as well, because we've only really had loans to sit out there and... Like Paddy Roberts, for example, that's the only that's the big one. That was a player that's pro, it's Celtic quality, and would give Forrest uh, a push, and would be able to deputise as well. And we, we can't, couldn't afford them in the end. We just had to loan them. And if we could afford to buy somebody who would be that good, I'm pretty sure we would have just went out and bought them. But mm-hmm. we obviously can't. So it's uh, it's a hard one to recruit for right wing. It certainly is. Um, Paddy Roberts played a full 90 minutes um, for Middlesbrough uh, today against Reading. Any goals or assists? Um, yes, an assist. Oh, good, good fun. Do you know who played for Reading as well? Uh, Charlie Mulgrew. Did he play here at Reading? Uh, no, mate, it was no. Taylor, Taylor Blackett. <laughs> Um, right, okay. How is he so, still a professional football player? There's people paying his wages, man. I'll never forget his Mulgrew's performance against Fiona at home. I'll never forget well, that performance, man. Horrendous. You'd have been better putting me in it right back, yeah. Absolutely, man. I'm a player, okay. so. Right, so we need a right winger. Um, we need a right winger. Yes. Just, just to throw a quick span on the works, do you don't think this is a season for young Karamoko to come through and, and make an name for himself? It would be nice. I think if, I think you need to find it. What is he, 18 this year? 18 this year, right? Aye. So if you're not really breaking into a first team by the time you're 18, 19, you're going to really struggle, I think, to, to make that move out of the, the reserves or the Development academy system, whatever you want to call it. So I, I think if we don't see Dembele this year, we should start to get a wee bit worried. That's my feelings. Hmm. I don't know. This is kind of like see when when John Fleck came through at Rangers fifteen years ago. Um, I remember like he, he looked mint, right? He kind of looked like he, he looked like it was a player in there, but he didn't look very good. And I remember like Rangers fans at the time making all sorts of concessions and being like, no, he's no man's, he's just that good that everybody around him doesn't know where the ball's going to be next and all that, you know, like kind of stuff like that. Um, I, I'm not saying that that's what's happening with Karamoko Dembele, but I'm, I'm just wondering if they're kind of waiting for him to try and grow a bit physically because when he, when he came off the bench against Hearts a year or so ago, my God, he looked absolutely tiny. Like, Aye. I know the best player in history is five foot five or something like that, you know, but it just it was it just looked like a wee boy, and I was just maybe thinking that maybe the club were giving him a year to try and fill out a bit and get himself a bit stronger, and then we'd maybe give him a run this season. I know that as you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, he's training fully with the first team now, and it could be that when he looks at him and says, "No, you're your backup right winger," 
certainly young Okoflex um, as well has been, you know, looking really, really good in the in the reserves. Uh, I guess we'll find out in the next couple of weeks if if, if Lenny fancies the two of them. Um, maybe as backup at right wing for for Forrest. I can't really see it myself going into the ten in a row season. Um, I suspect we'll probably get somebody on loan, um, and then it will maybe just be. Listen, James Forrest is in front of you. He's the best winger in 50 years. Um, but you're welcome to come up here and sit on the bench for the year if you want to. Or maybe they'll make the move finally for Paddy Roberts again, you know? I think that's unlikely, but I wouldn't knock it back. I feel like we sort of touched on this earlier on, um, so we maybe don't need to spend too much time on it. But uh, in terms of strikers at the minute at the club, we've got Griffiths, Bio, Clamala and Edward. Um, uh, that that feels quite um, short, doesn't it? Um, I mean, just named four strikers, and we're saying that we're short, and we only play one, maybe two up front that are pushed. I think these three games in France are a, a stage for uh, Bio and Clamala. I think they really, if they really want to make a a claim. To I mean it's got the number two spot. It's not going to be the number one spot. If they really want to, you know, push for that, then they need to perform in these games. Um, and if they do, then I don't think we need another striker in. To be honest, and that's even if Griffiths isn't going to play, which again is probably unlikely. But I think I if think we win three, we're probably all right. If the two boys start to pull the socks up. I think that this season is a, there's a fairly good chance that what we're going to start doing is playing a three four three at home, um, and I think what we're going to end up doing is is to try and accommodate Forrest in a three five two. I think we're going to play a three five a three four three with Frimpong at sort of right wing back and Forrest at sort of right yeah front three. Well, you know, say could comfortably play in a left yeah front three, but that just leaves one striker up through the middle. And again, I don't think this will be all the time. But there are definitely games at home where we should be overloading. Um, the opposition and Lenny started to do that, you know, kind of towards the uh, November December time, where a form or well, winning game for a form really wasn't that great, you know. Um, for me, in an ideal world, we would punt Bio or get him loaned out to somebody and replace him with we we an experienced striker. So I'm not looking for somebody that's got 30 goals in them. Um, I would take somebody with seven or eight goals in them who was maybe, uh, you know, in their kind of early 30s who could play the hold up man as well. Um, I think that we're desperate for a plan B. We don't really have it. Our plan B is getting a boy Eddie. Um, and that's great. That's worked for us so far. And he's never blinked a big man. He's, he's never let us down. Um, but I, I would like to see us have a, a big man up front. And I know that Lenny's always traditionally tried to have one, um, you know, when he's, whenever he's been at the club. So I would hope that if we can get short of bio, um, then we would bring somebody in as a number 10 who can sort of, well, number, you know, even like his number. Um, who can maybe play that hold-up role and maybe would, as I say, be a bit of an older head because we could be dealing the experience this year, I think, you know. They're going to have to have some experience because there's not going to be many players out there that will be able to deal with or have experienced the pressure that's going to come next season. So well, I texted you about this yesterday, I think it was as well, because I've seen somebody uh, had posted a sort of message on their, uh, on their Twitter saying... What's this going to be like next year? Like, because there is the potential <laughs> that it could get mental, isn't no, it's, it? Ah, it's going to be tasty. Can you imagine? I mean, 
after this, if we scout them in that first that first game that we play them, it's going to be carnage, mate. Absolute carnage. We need fans in the stadium. So there's another fifty to sixty thousand just out in the street. <laughs> and I think that's the that's the difficulty of this. It's it's one of these situations where I think if we if we end up seven or eight points ahead, um, it could be could be problematic, you know, if we're going to sort of December, that new year fixture, seven or eight points ahead, it, you know, it could end up tasty, uh, as you say, and I don't know how I would feel sitting watching Rangers going to day 10 in a row, do you know what I mean? I don't imagine I would be too comfortable with it, so it would be quite interesting to see um, how their fans react to it. Um, I just did a quick check there, most we were talking, um, and I've noted that big Mario Mandzukic is free um, this year. So if you're really looking for a um, experienced centre forward who's a bit of an old head, a bit of um, a cycle, a bit of a cycle as well, uh, to come in and do a job for a year, um, then then he would do it. But there is one other person, and I have thought about this for a wee while now, um, that is uh, a free agent this summer, um, and he's a fan of the club, and he knows Scottish football pretty well, and he wouldn't cost a great deal of money. He's on a free. Can you guess who it is yet? Uh, no, I don't know. Stephen, Stephen Fletcher. Oh, is he? 33, yeah, just turned in March. Um, Stephen Fletcher's without a club, um, and he has been uh, for two weeks now, having previously been at Sheffield Wednesday. I'm not going to get into the, you know, I'm not expecting you to have a you know, detailed answer for this, but in a single word, would you take? Stevie Fletcher over Vakunis' bio for a year? Yes. Good. There you go. Well, that's the correct answer. But that, again, is only because I know I know what Stephen Fletcher is like as a player, whereas I've seen all of probably about half an hour of bio in a Celtic shot. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. Oh. There's a thing for me, mate, that, you know, we'll move on now to kind of previewing the games, but I just want to finish off by saying that um, Celtic's Christmas song last year was undoubtedly my favourite Celtic Christmas song ever. Um, for two reasons predominantly. Christopher Ayer and Big Julien, they're super cool and built to defend. What a line. Um, but, <laughs> but indeed, uh, in Taparat as well, they had uh, Mikey Dances, Olivier Prances, Lenny Rejoices again. It was a really... It was a really good, uh, it was a really good song, and when that song came out last year, I was sitting in Kuala Lumpur on Christmas Eve, texting all your cousins, saying to him, "I'm really gutted because in every likelihood, we're never going to be able to listen to this song again because this squad's going to start breaking up soon." And so far, the only players that have left this squad are Johnny Hayes and Sinclair, who are both in the same sentence in the song. Um, so I'm happy with that because I can I can sort of gloss over that. Um, but I basically don't want any of the squad to leave because I like to attend the row and also because I like to listen to that song next Christmas. Right, cool. Um, I'm glad to know that you're looking, what, five months in advance at Christmas songs and the peak if you've peak no, If you've no listened to that song before, by the way, it's an absolute humdinger. takes a couple of listens, um, but it's oh, that's, that's, that's why I don't. That's why I don't like it. I've only listened to it once. That's my problem. Then. Holy moly, ball and goalie. We've won eight in a row. Holy moly, that's no the chant for the terraces, I tell you. <laughs> right, okay. Well, 
there won't be any chanting this weekend for the terraces either because we're playing three oh. games in France um, and we're not getting in, is my understanding. And I think Paul the Tim will, will probably get in, uh, as will a few others. Uh, but, but Rab Selig are back. Are back? After, after four months. Four months, um, man. On Thursday the 16th of July at 17.15 local time, Celtic will play OGC Nice. Nice. Um, for those of you that like the fast, the fast show. Nice. Nice. Um, I play OGC Nice and the Violia Trophy. The, the who? The, what? the Violia Trophy. Is that not a slightly bigger violin? Uh, I couldn't tell you, mate. Um, but what I can tell you is that um, OGC Nice's manager is about to play himself. Go on. I'll let you. I'll let you click the link that. that I sent you two days ago. Uh, Big Pat the Cat Vieira. Oh hi. Well, I know he could probably still do a job. Get him on at half time, mate. Indeed. Um, do you know who else could probably do a job as well? No. Morgan Schneiderlin. Morgan Schneiderlin. Is uh, is that where he's at? Is where he's at? Indeed, he is. Former Manchester United player. Wouldn't he get in the yeah. midfield, mate? I, I actually agree with you. I don't think he would get any other um, midfield. I don't think he's, he's much of a player, and he certainly isn't the player he was his first time in at Everton. But nonetheless, a, a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have the big man Dante, or Dante, 36 year old now, kicking the ball for nice in midfield. Uh, sorry, in defence. Um, he's a good player, him. He so, really, player. when I look at their squad, that's the kind of names that immediately stick out. Um, they've not played any games yet, I don't think, have they? I don't think so. Not played, by this. I'm actually I'm talking mince. They played uh, Leon ten days ago and got beat one 0 and uh, they played San Etienne four days ago and got beat four one. Christ. So the scores are going up, which means we should win about seven or eight. Perfect. Uh, one. So long um, as we rack, rack up the aggregate score for before we play PSG, and that's good. Well, exactly that. We but the Violia Trophy is a contest that contains Celtic, Nice, Leon. PSG and Rangers. So why are we not playing them? Because they at the other side of this round robin tree or whatever. Yeah. It was I think it was agreed amongst the clubs that you know Celtic Rangers would go and play against Leon and Nice respectively. Um, Rangers don't play against PSG. Lucky for them. Um, but they uh, they'll be flying home on the Sunday, whereas we'll be staying through um, into into next. Week. So they only play two games. They play two games. So what actually it's quite weird. We play against Nice on Thursday at five fifteen and then immediately after that game Rangers walk out and play Leon. On the same pitch. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. Kind of creating a wee bubble, I think, for the weekend. So it's yeah. it's uh... but then on Saturday we play against Leon. Aye. Big man returns. The big man. Indeed he does. Oh, um so when you look at Leon's squad, I kind of few decent players. There a guy, no bad side um, like <laughs> Jason Denier, um, playing at the uh, centre half for them, uh, alongside Raphael, who used to play for for Manchester United. That's right, aye. Um, the main brother. man, uh, I, maybe maybe the other side, maybe somewhere further up the park. I don't know. I had, had it in my mind he was in Turkey somewhere. I don't know why. Well, they've got Jason Denier and uh, 
Raphael, as I say, in defence. In midfield, I've got the young guy, O'R. O'R. Wow. Kind of like the old um, shooting stars um, oh, segment. That's a niche um, reference. O'R. Apparently, he's running a mock for him. Nice. Really good player. And um, up front, I've got a uh, young guy, Cherky. Um, Mathis Cherky. I know his brother, Beef. And uh, really, the, the, the front four's pretty frightening mate to be honest with you. You've got ah. um, obviously Big Musa, Memphis Depay, um, they've got Bertrand Traore and on top of that as well they've got Carl Toko Okambi who is a FIFA god. Aye. Um, so aye, there's a few goals up there. The uh, full back as well we've got Kenny Tetty he's, he's a good player. Kenny Tetty? Yep. Yeah he's a good player. Okay. That's my input. I'm trying to uh, so PSG we play. Um, it'll be their first um, friendly in ten days when uh, we play them on the twenty second of July, which is on Tuesday. Um, unfortunately for us, the last friendly didn't they? <laughs> didn't exactly leave us with much hope. Um, I don't think until they tell you the score, I think I'll just list the goal scorers if that's all right. Eight minutes of Cardi, 19 minutes of Cardi, 21 minutes Neymar, 29 minutes Mbappe, 43 minutes Neymar, 50 minutes Guy, 50, 52 is Arabia, 59 Moinga, 60 is Arabia. And basically they chucked it in 9 0. Um, I don't know how good uh, La Hava um, historically have always had decent teams. It's a difficult one because obviously, you know, you want to take friendlies on, but at the same time, why are we playing a friendly against PSG? I know, especially against absolutely no, uh, with absolutely no fans involved. That's the thing that really is jarring with me at the moment. I don't get it. And I, 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 a part of me thinks, I okay, go play against these guys and test yourself against who you would potentially want to get in Champions League, but not this time, man. Like, Get the wins under the belt, blow the cobwebs off, and then start thinking about glamour friendlies like that. It's just a bit counterintuitive, counterproductive. Sorry. The only thing I can think of is are we doing them a favour? Like, you know, if they basically, because we're staying behind, obviously, to, to play against them. Um, they're, they're pre season, they're, they're playing against um, us, and then they play San Etienne, and then they play against Leon, um, and that's the League Cup for them. But I think they're playing against us to kind of get them ready for the Champions League, which Mate, just is two imagine, weeks after it. Imagine they just fielded a whole team of their youth academy and reserve oh, team and that are available for loans and transfers. Just one big audition for one of the most frightening youth academies in the world. And because we've done them a solid, they like, right, you go, man, to your pick. First option. <laughs> Peter Lyle's boys sitting there like that, yes, man, man sitting next week. Aye, but the reason I'm not signing a keeper, a keeper so that Dudu, his boy, can get a game in it. Aye. Dudu, Han? Dudu, aye. Aye, so... Aye, okay. Dudu, Dudu, Han, wouldn't he be too happy with that, mate? He's not got a stake in any of these players, as far as I know. I don't know, mate. He's probably got one or two in there. You never know. Aye, basically, I guess the question for this game, I don't really need to run through the PSG squad and identify any yeah, well-known players mate. because they've got quite a few. Um, I guess the only question I could ask you for this one is, what would you be all right leaving with 
I think any more, any more than three, maybe four. Four's the limit. I think four's the uh, limit for me, and then it, after that, I would be upset. It's just a nightmare, isn't it? Uh, game against the best team, um, the best team in history, basically. Like, yeah, not really, but you know what I mean, like. They're obnoxious about it, I know, aren't they? I know, that's the thing. They're not, they're not very likeable. Like, Bayern Munich came to say, like, Park, Barcelona, like you're thinking, and Man City over the last few years, and even Bruce Evans and Gladbach, brilliant sides, man, and thoroughly professional, whereas this mob will just, uh, I don't know if it's just the name I'll rubbing off on all of them, but I just think Mbappe's a bit, yeah. Fucking pain in the arse as well, man. He's just, he's at it. And he doesn't need to be. That's the thing that's annoying. These guys, they don't need to do what they do. But well, we play them on Tuesday, likeable. Tuesday twenty first of July at eight pm. Uh, sorry, at six pm, um, which is exactly one week from when we started recording. So I propose that, with your work schedule permitting, we uh, we commit to recording immediately after that, so we can review the game <laughs> and also catch your thoughts whilst they're, whilst they're still honest. Um, and we we'll have a time to reflect on it. Would you be interested? Um, I I should be able to find a suitable stream. It's on Premiere, isn't it? It's on Premiere. I'm going to finish that sentence. I'll source it. I'll source it. Um, okay, shall we move on to our final segment of the week then, the banter years moment of the week? Aye. Finishing Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> um, do you want to start first this week? Uh, aye. That's fine. So... My favourite, my banter moment, uh, banter's moment of the week is Martin Waghorn taking it tight outside the chippy off a wee guy in a burgundy blazer. <laughs> and then he's, he marches up to him, the wee guy tells him he's shite, and he's like, tilt to me face, tilt to me face, and the wee guy just stuns it, he's rolling for it, and just goes, shite. And the thing is, I say he's a wee guy, he must be about 15, <laughs> but he's the same height as what I call him. He's a heaver, isn't he? He's a big, he's a big boy. boy, man. Aye. So uh, that was, I had a quick look through and I thought, that's hilarious, man. I forgot that was a thing. Wycorn's got two bags of chippy, by the way. I don't know how many mouths he was feeding. Well, I wonder if he'd taken a pre season trip to France. Aye. He'd be left behind, anyway. Um, well, my banner year's moment of the week, and this will be the final sort of uh, nugget figure of the week, um, comes from the 20th of December 2012, um, published by Graham Clark in The Express. Um, and the article starts off with uh, Charles Green making a pledge to Alan McCoist um, that there will be a 20 to £30 million pound transfer kitty available for him. If the team is capable of progressing uh, through the leagues, so the paragraph is: Ibrox chief exec Green is preparing to splash the cash raised from this week's share issue, twenty-two point two million, in a variety of ways, with an initial ten million up for grabs for McCoy's to spend. However, with the transfer registration embargo in place until next September, there will be no there will be no instant boost to Rangers playing staff. Uh-huh. Green said, "We've allocated ten million for Ali to spend on players as soon as he's able to do that." Um, I think basically this was this was at the time where the entire world was looking at Rangers going, right, you're in the third division, you know what, today, buy three or four guys for the Championship, one or two guys for the Premier League and just pad your squad out with Germany and enjoy it for a couple of years. 
Win 10 in 11 games, one year away through the leagues. They've been out and offered um, players exorbitant amounts of money and still held on to this belief that they should be competing for trophies. Um, and that's my banter here's more of the week. Uh, Ali McCoy's initial £10 million transfer pity that he can't access until September a year later. War chest, mate. War chest is a word. Um, anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, not about nothing at the moment. I think we've covered everything we need to. I'd like to take a moment to wish Celtic all the best uh, over the next three games, but particularly that game against PSG next week. Uh, just keep uh, it tight. First 10 minutes. Please, please don't embarrass <laughs> Just, Just keep it tight for the first 10 minutes. That's fine. And it's no that we don't love you, and it's no that we don't trust you. It's just, it's PSG. They're a nightmare. I hate them. I don't need, I, I don't. It's one of my worst experiences following Celtic watching that 7 1 game. Um, right. And even a 5 0 game at Celtic Park, I just I don't horrendous. need that again. Don't need it again. It's like bumping into your old bird in the Tesco. Do you know what I mean? It's like it was bad enough the first time, man. Just let me go with my life, you know. There was only one from that from that PSG game. I'm only the one thing I'm going to finish on here is there was only one goal that I thought they absolutely done us for, and that was uh, Cavani's header. That was outrageous. That header for the most obtuse, like obtuse angle you've ever seen in your life. That was the only one I thought. Aye, these guys are. Harlem Globetrotters, aren't they, man? Mm. Aye. Oh, well, well, we'll see that. you next week at uh, Hope next Tuesday. Fingers crossed we've no been on the other end of hiding. Aye, fingers crossed we've no been, uh... anyway. PSG. Uh... <laughs> see you next week. Right, see you later. Cheers, bye-bye.